Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Health made easy. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. When you're talking about fear and you're afraid of everything or you're afraid of nothing, how do you teach that and impart that to your children and to yourself? How do you not be that victim? My guest is Stacy Boyer. She's a motivational speaker and author. Welcome to the show, Stacy. I'm a parent of two children and my son doesn't have much fear. He's a better skier than I am now because of that. But my daughter, she I'm trying not to teach them to be afraid of everything, but yeah. it's hard in this day and age. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to tell the listeners about fear and facing fear and not being a victim all the time? Well, the first thing that I always tell people when we're talking about something that they're afraid of is make sure that they know that if you actually define the word fear, um, it's Uh, Like, literally, the definition is an emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. So it's an emotion. And then if you define emotion, it's something that we have control over. So when I break it down, regardless of what it is that you're afraid of, at the end of the day, you ultimately have the choice of whether or not you are afraid or not. And I feel like a lot of people are fearful of things because they feel like they don't have control. So when I flip that switch and say... This is an emotion that ultimately you own, that you have control of, and it is yours to do with what you will. And then we, wow. kind of, we go forward from there, but that's where we start. That's great. You know, I, I think that that's a good way to do it now. Uh, again, as parents, we try and teach our children not to be afraid of everything, but yet there's a healthy dose of fear that goes into staying safe. Yeah. So that's a fine line to teach. How old are your kids? 13 and 16. Mm, 17 and 10. I got it. Yep. So, I mean, and the 16-year-old, he's a boy and he's in gymnastics. So, yeah, I mean, he's not really afraid of much. He's flipping off the rings and stuff. I I could never do that. I would be so terrified. But there's a lot to be afraid of in this day and age, Stacey. There's, There's bad people in the world and there's things that we hear and there's car accidents, and there's so many things that could take our loved ones from us. I mean, how do we not be afraid of these things? I think it's the emotional connection that we have with those things, too, that creates the fear. I mean, okay, so I don't want to jump out of an airplane. I'm afraid of it. I actually also choose not to do it. Um, And it's definitely not something that is in my life that I'm required to do in order to be a productive member of society. So... At that point, let's look at what somebody's afraid of and determine whether or not it's necessary. Like if this woman needs to drive somewhere in order to work, in order to pay her bills and to live and to feed her family, then we've got to figure out why she's afraid of driving. Something like that is, is, is practical when we, when we workshop this. You know, um, jumping off of a building with a bungee cord, okay, maybe not. So once we've decided whether or not it's something that we, you know, choose or, or want, need, I guess, want, need to do to accomplish the goals that we've set for ourselves. And then we break it down further. And I really do feel that the emotional connection with whatever it is that we're trying to, to overcome is, is where it starts. That well, it, it, that does make sense. sense. And then there's then there's also real fears versus the ones we imagine. Of course, in our heads, oh, yeah. we can imagine all kinds of nasty things happening. Mm-hmm. But 
some of them are just things that we've OCD'd in our own heads. Oh my God, you know, this and that. But a lot of them, and I used to have an aunt who said those things that you fear the most are not usually what happened. It's usually these other kinds of things that catch you by surprise. How do we talk ourselves out of those visions, those horrible thoughts of, of bad things happening to the people that we love? Well, I, you know, we're kind of talking about with fear and being a victim. And, and when I do speaking engagements on this topic, I combine the two because, you know, I think we none of us want to be a victim. I've had some very serious conversations with good friends of mine. And doing a speaking engagement is one thing because I'm talking to a lot of people that I may or may not have further interaction with, but hopefully I can make an impact with. As you know, we've got people that are close, family, friends, that we end up dissecting their lives, and they talk to us about all of their problems in every little bit. And I've had friends talk to me about the things they're afraid of, and it's everything. They're afraid of everything because they don't want to be a failure. They don't want to try something because they don't want to fail. They don't want to go out on a limb because they, they don't want to become the victim. And that thought process itself is what escalates the fear, is a catalyst towards continuing to be afraid, and then, by virtue of that, creates the situation we're living in as a victim. I mean, I've got... I did... Uh, a couple of, of talks and articles about breaking down a bunch of different things that like happen in our life that I think are regular things that cause us to act one way that we may not realize makes us a victim. Like I'll just give you a quick example. If you let someone annoy you, then you're allowing yourself to be at their mercy and you're living an object reference life, so then you're being a victim. So if you sit around complaining all day that this person's getting on your nerves, you've just put yourself into the victim role. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and then when I do. Well, and you don't want to put yourself and, and like we were saying, it's those real versus imagined fears. Right. And so the imagined fears are one thing and they can take over your life. But the real fears are ones that you do want to have that healthy dose of caution for. And and combining right. them in your in your talks is certainly would seem to be the most common sense way to go because they are so interconnected. Yeah. Defining the, yeah. Defining the real versus the make-believe, <laughs> you know, I guess is, is a really good place to start defining the fact that you own it. It's an emotion. Putting a list together of if it's real or, or fantasy and then going further to figure out how to face it. And I, I always tell people that everything they want in life is on the other side of, of fear. You just have to figure out how to get there. And I like to tell people to find superpowers within themselves. And I have a one new project that I'm doing is is this Dear Woman project where I do Dear Woman letters. And every week I write this letter to women of all ages uh, about how to find the strength within themselves to overcome whatever it is they're trying to overcome. And again, it's I really do feel like it's us as as, as people that we have to tap into something. It could be just one or two things. It could be something simple like you have fabulous hair, you know, or you know when you look in the mirror, you've got a smile that stops traffic, and you've got to connect with whatever it is. It may not be important to somebody else, but for you it gives you strength and gives you that power, and it's kind of like a coat of armor, if you will. You know, I mean, and it might sound silly, it does, but being afraid to take to take a train or being afraid to drive, that could be silly too, you know. We can overcome this stuff. 
Yes, we can. And yeah. and I agree with you. In writing stuff down, I'm a, I'm a list maker, and I write down my worries. I write them down of things that I'm worried about, losing my job or something yeah. to my kids. And then I sort of go about picking them apart and saying, okay, I, I, I don't need to be worried as much about this or that because this is not necessarily what's going to happen. You look at and that I go, and go, did I seriously just write that down? Am I really yes, worried about Yes, that's exactly that? what I do. <laughs> and, and I keep my little worries list <laughs> in my little schedule and I and so that I can look at it if I ever feel like those creeping up thoughts again and, and you know, that I'm afraid of those things again. I look at that list and say, okay, you know what, get over that one because that's just not something you need to be afraid of. So wrap it up for us. Best advice in the last 30 seconds and where people can find out more about you. Oh, well, um, just wrap up what we're talking about basically is everything you want in life is on the other side of fear, and you have to know that you own that emotion that creates that fear, and ultimately you have control over deciding whether or not it's real or not real. And you have powers in you that are going to help get you to the other side of fear. And if you want to find me, motivating you is spelled M-O-T-I-V as in Victor, the number eight, N-U, that's Twitter. I'm all over Facebook. I have 16 social media platforms, and I'm really easy to find if you just put in the word motivating you. That's my book title as well. Motivating so. you. That's pretty cool. What a cool title, cool Twitter handle. And we do have to take charge of our fear and those real versus imagined. It's all so interesting. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and stay well.